the Dinsing Night Market, one of the great marvels of all many worlds. When the mountains of Subsanko burn with many lights, so too do the tents and carts of the Night Market. Truly it is a special place, made even more special one fateful night by the arrival of our two potential luminaries. Zebulon Black, the newly named, made his appearance to the market folk, leading a mob of pangolins, a local creature much revered. Jules Roach made his own contribution to the festivities in the form of an incredible song. Through merry crowds, the two traveled, meeting up with the overseer of this night's market games, a gnomish woman named Madame Cole. There, they discovered that Runer's song had entered them in these games, along with two other slots for their allies. They also discovered that Rune has sent another group, one that will be competing with them for the title of Rhea, and the promised future Rune had set out for them. With this information in mind, the two hit the streets of the market once more, only to come face to face with a former adversary turned possible ally, the Turtle Knight, Jean Franklin. And what does this Turtle Knight have to say? Well, just stay tuned and you may find out. Even storyteller Orrin liked your song, Jeremy. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> I believe I just, he said it was incredible. I, I, I'm, I'm just still stuck on the way you said, Alice. <laughs> storyteller Orrin here. <laughs> oh, man. What an episode last time. That one, it was fun. It was such a good time. It oh, was fun. I love the, the unveiling of the surprise. I... And so sorry, listeners, that I didn't record Steven's expressions so I could post them. They were incredible. Um, we'll get them next time. I think I think starting with episode eight, every episode has been my favorite episode. <laughs> I know. Episode eight was my favorite. Uh-huh. Then we recorded nine. That was my favorite all the way up. And it just keeps going. Shit's starting to pick up. Oh, yeah, man. 100%. We're, we're we hitting are it. We're raising we're hitting it. the bar. We should just delete one through seven. No, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> We'll just start with nine. Yeah, there you go. We finally have a special guest. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the first time we use real buttons. First time I actually had my computer in front of me. Yeah. Made a big difference. Made a real big... I had that tablet, that garbage tablet that someone broke. I won't say who. <laughs> say it. That, you know what? In truth, it was my cat. Yeah, I know. That's... Because yeah. she peed all over it. Yeah. <laughs> because they pee on everything. That's what cats do. You yes. know it was Banshee, though? It's always Banshee. <laughs> if it's puke, it's spiders. If it's pee, it's Banshee. Poop, probably Myrtle. And if it's just being a general terrible nuisance, definitely Wade. Love them all, though. I have ten cats. So, weep for me, my listeners. <laughs> so, uh, boy. We were talking before this about... uh what to do for like an early sort of banter to warm up into the session. We didn't really have any set ideas. Well, now we're talking about cat pee. It's true. We can't go that route. I was about to dust off all reliable. Thrilling conversation. <laughs> I was going to talk about NBC's Heroes. The greatest terrible show ever made. That was a thing. I, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Have you seen Heroes? Of course. Okay. I mean, okay. it's it's been years since I actually watched it, so you could talk about it. And I wouldn't know what the fuck you're talking so, about. All right. But this is I I love this. The I love way this Davis show. mind works. He remembers it like it was yesterday. I fucking love this show so much. It's like it's like starts off with this first season that was actually very good, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden 
shit just goes fucking wild off the rails in ways you could never imagine. It's incredible. The the, the various no seriously, I it sounds like I'm hyping this up too much. I'm gonna tell you guys, all you guys, everyone out there, one sort of string line of details uh, uh, that are one of my favorite little little micro stories and heroes, and that is uh, the tale of the actress Ali Larder. Now. Uh, Allie Larder was in the first season, and you may remember she was playing this, uh, this woman with super strength who also had, uh, dissociative identity disorder. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I remember I, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So See, I'm being honest. <laughs> I honestly, I'm being honest. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> so, okay. Good character. I enjoyed her character at that point. <laughs> that sounds like a weird sentence. Hang on. In the second season, I believe... Allie Larder's character dies in self-sacrifice. Spoiler alert for fucking NBC's heroes. So sorry, everyone. Thank me later so you don't watch it. So, or do watch it. This is hilarious. Right. I don't know if this is, I don't know if you're talking positively or negatively about the show anymore. both. So she dies and you're like, okay, Allie Larder's gone off the show. You know, great character, good times. We had a good time with her, you know, but we can, we can, uh, we can move on now. We can move on. Well, she comes back next season as a different character. Get out. She comes back as the unknown twin sister or cousin okay. or some shit of that first character. But now she has ice powers. I vaguely remember something like I don't that. know why this happened. So she comes back and now she can freeze things. And then two seasons later... No, wait, it gets better. Huh. She self-sacrifices again. <laughs> she full-on freezes herself and a bunch of government agents just whoa, and like becomes an ice sculpture and then is smashed to pieces by the villain of the season. Why? And you're like, boy, that's it. Allie Larder's dead again and we can finally move on. And no, she comes back next season, but she lived. <laughs> but now her power is to turn into water and back into person because when she was turned into ice and broke, she melted and was a water and then she turned into a person from being a water. What the fuck, heroes? Did you just say she was a water? Dude, what the fuck, heroes? It's so <laughs> wild. What TV show are we going to shit on in 10 years from now? It's still heroes. <laughs> Spoiler alert, well, I'm still going to shit on heroes. We're always going to shit on heroes. This is, and this is true, my favorite subject of any subject. Just, except maybe talking about my D&D campaigns, because I am a nerd. But oh my gosh, it's so funny. Just give me the boys and I'm good. The boys is very good. Yep. The boys is very good. Yeah, I binged the boys during COVID. Um, that was fucked up. Very fucked up. <laughs> it's It's rough. It's so funny because the boys hit so close to home in, in this campaign and it's actually completely unintentional because I started watching the boys after it already crafted this setting. When yeah. I was when I was thinking about luminaries, I was actually more thinking in the vein of of One Punch Man and My Hero Academia Academia, sorry. Uh and and and, and the, just those sort of like big superhero guild type settings. And then I watched the boys and it was like, Yeah, that's really close to what I'm going for. Um, Shit, I don't like that. <laughs> I've, I've seen the show. I know there's some bad stuff going on. It's it's like that, but not quite as uh, uh, irreverent, I guess. Okay, not as much lactating? Not quite as much lactating. We'll get there. That's arc four. Uh, sorry, another spoiler. <laughs> we need to just... Uh, the title of this episode is Spoiler Alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh... Speaking of a way better uh, superhero style show than NBC's Heroes that hopefully won't go so fucking off the rails. Uh, <clears throat> welcome back to Fantasy Pants, everybody. And we're going to get right into this shit because we left off at a pretty interesting moment. You guys just learned a little more about your role here. You know that Rune intended for you to be in these games. You know these games are your ticket to becoming Rhea, to becoming sponsored, 
and maybe to becoming luminaries. It's a long track, but you're about to make your first step down it. Problem is, you're not alone. Rune has sent others. You're aware of that now. You don't know who they are, what they can do. You don't know how much better than you they are, but you can assume they are so much better than you, Zebulon. You can assume. I'm not too worried. <laughs> Zebulon is suspiciously confident. Be more worried. Unfoundedly confident. How dare you. So, <laughs> David was just giving Stephen the craziest stare. <laughs> Always. Stephen. My mortal enemy. I know I'm going to eat my words, but all the time in David's games, we see each other at work and he'll be like, hey, um, you're going to die tonight. And I'll be like, ah, shit, that really sucks. And then I'll find a way out of it. And then next week he'll be like, hey, I'm going to kill you for real tonight. And then I'll find a way out of it. All right, Mr. Confident. Jeremy, can you get a fork, please, for Stephen's <laughs> words? Do they do eating tonight? I know I'm going to eat those words. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I kind of want to go and grab a fork just to have it ready in the get middle it ready. of the table. We're going to need it. We're, he's going to need it. <laughs> but first things first, you left that tent, you walked out into the, the sprawling market street, and came face to face with an old adversary, Jean Franklin the Tortle. Now, last time you That's saw right. this guy, he fucked you up. He was about to beat you in a fight. Maybe. I we mean, don't know. I did make him give up. We don't know. You, we, the last, the, when, the, when the battle ended, it was Chester and Zebulon standing on one side, Jean Franklin alone on the other. We never saw that final round that likely would have brought this battle to an end. Very exciting. Except it wasn't because it didn't happen. I'm kind of calling it a win. You take that. So <laughs> I'll let you have it. Uh, so we're gonna open up on that scene. We just look at the market. People are like moving around you now. There's like this. You guys are all kind of frozen in place in the crowd. Jean Franklin's spear stabbed, uh, you know, you know, bottom down into the into the earth below, and he's staring confidently, smirking over towards you all. His eyes just like taking you all in. Uh, you feel Chester tense up beside you, Jules. You can see him, like, he has his sling ready. He's just, like, pulling it out, and he's just staring daggers towards this turtle. And for a moment, I think we just see this scene. Uh, you guys are, like, standing, you know, maybe, like, 20 feet apart. And then we kind of, like, see superimposed over it that scene uh, by the fountain in front of Rune's place, as you see Jules is down on the ground just behind, bleeding out, and we see Chester in the same position, same rage in his face, we see Zebulon swords out, facing down this foe, we're back, we're back in the market. Anything you guys want to say? Um, well, Zebulon's kind of looking at Jules to see how Jules is reacting. Uh, Jules has taken out his rapier, and has it behind his back, and he's just staring very angrily at John Franklin. Zebulon puts a hand on on Jules's shoulder. Um, I'm I'm sorry to, to do this to you, Jules, but I I think we needed him. What did you do? Well, I I asked him to come here. Why would you do that? After what happened? After what he did to us? I think he can help us. And I I don't think he wanted to do what he was doing. Why, why would you think that? Well, because he's kind of like us. 
And as you guys like, you're, you're, Jules, you're kind of staying there. You're lost for words, Ebilon. You, you look back, and John Franklin's smile grows a little bit. It's like, oh dear, have I touched a nerve already? <laughs> Usually takes a couple words in my mouth first. John <laughs> Franklin never helps his own case. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls up his spear, kind of slides it into a, a <clears throat> slot on his shell, and just says, Now, we have a lot to discuss. Why doesn't just be grab something to eat? My treat, of course. Don't bother with the Zangoon family seafood. He points behind his, his back. They're uh, worthless hacks, the lot of them. Miserably rude, too. I have heard a great deal about Tianmo noodles, though, on the other side of the market. What do you say? Can you guys, um, stomach noodles? We get whatever we want. Of course. No matter the price. <laughs> <laughs> no matter the price. I'm a man of some means. I can shoulder whatever price you wish to have me pay. It's the very least you could do. I'll admit there were mistakes made before. I intend to make good on them, I promise. I told your friend here, it was you, yes? You were the invisible one. Yeah, that's right. That was the one sneaking around. I thought so. The figure felt rather small when they bounced off me. So... (laughs) How is he so quick? (laughs) So quick! Uh, Now then, come along. And he just, like, starts to... Like, he just walks walks right past you all. Kind of gives you, like, a a, sort of a head nod forward and just keeps moving without saying another word. I'm gonna sheathe my rapier and start walking slowly. Jules, we're doing this? Really? Let's just see. He stabbed me through the gut. Do you remember? Oh. No hesitation. He took me out. He took you out. Chester. What? I never forget. We got a couple good licks on him, too. I want to keep armed. I'll watch him. I... Maybe he'll be useful. Sure. Whatever. But I'm not... I'm not into this. All right? I'm telling you right now... I am never, ever going to talk to that guy or have any sort of conversation with him ever in the entire campaign. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Brilliant. I see you, David. I see you. Uh, Good. All right, so Uh, marked off my checklist, handled, all right? No one's saying you have to, Chester. (laughs) He's going to pay one way or another. All right? You you trust me on that. All right. He nods and... All right. I'll watch your back. So he's up to a little while later, say. Um skip a little bit of time. You guys are now just outside of this this large tent um, that just says Tienmo noodles, this big sort of lit up neon bowl with a, you know, like chopsticks going into it, a bunch of noodles coming out of it. You don't go to the tent yourselves. I think Jean Franklin like finds you a spot, sits down, just, I'll be right back. Just hold on just a moment. And he goes in, you hear a bunch of yelling and screaming inside. And a short while later, he bustles out with a, a number of, uh, 
you know, these, these sort of bowls of noodles, sort of exposable, disposable, whatever, disposable bowls of noodles. And that's them all in front of you. Takes a seat, and uh, he slurps one big and watches you guys. You guys eat. So what did you, uh, what you get here? He's like, well, it's some sort of vegetarian bowl, made with handmade noodles and fresh tree green beans. It should be palatable, I suppose. I'm used to better, but it was costly, a gold apiece, so I hope you enjoy it. Shit, sounds, I mean, sounds tasty, but all right, I guess I'll, don't mind if I do. He looks at you, Jules. I don't think Jules says anything or does anything at the moment. He just kind of nods and shrugs like, eh, whatever. Um, I think he's just looking around and just kind of looks over at Zebulon as Zebulon starts eating. I'm, I'm not going to let my noodles get cold. <laughs> I, I love I love the do that, like, Chester and Jules are sitting there just staring daggers, not eating, and Zebulon's probably just... <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> he's, he's so civilized. grossly. No, no, no. He's, he's, gonna, he's, 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 got, eat civilized. he's got noodles hanging off his horns. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. How I eat noodles? <laughs> <laughs> Shove them into his nose. What is this? Where did this come from? <laughs> Kill your six intelligence. I'm sorry. I did not mean to switch sides. <laughs> that was just too good. Uh, gosh. All right. Is it an intelligence roll to eat noodles? I was talking about your IRL intelligence. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Sean Franklin looks at this disgusting display in front of him. <laughs> and says, I can't uh, fucking win. You can't. No, I'm in rare form tonight. <laughs> You're done for. No, this is usual. <laughs> it's true. I'm always in rare form with you, Steve. <laughs> I can see why Rune was interested in you lot. The Herald of the Pangolins, the bringer of song. There's been stories already all over the place, like little wildfires starting up all over the market. Very well done. Very well done. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know he was interested in your activities on Tythos, as well as your, well, your stories in general. Both of you will come from families of some means, and that's rather hot with luminaries and with the folks that uh, play into that game. What do you mean it's hot? It's popular. People like... They like heroes that come from some means. They don't always like to root for the nobodies. But you, both of you were somebody before, weren't you? That's part of why Rune was interested. From what I heard. Yeah. I, I don't know that either of us are really interested in our past. Nope. Well, unfortunately, it's not about what you're interested in, is it? No, is it? It's about the populace of the world. What they want to see. Fuck that. I ain't selling my soul. <laughs> For the right price. I guess it... I think you might. I guess it depends. Yes, there we are. This one might just have some hope. Tell are me. Your, are your noodles... Jules. I'm not. The listener Jeremy just glared at me. <laughs> Zebulon is apparently slurping them up like a fucking hog. <laughs> I don't think I'm hungry. All right. Save them for later. It doesn't matter to me. Look, what do you know of luminaries? Start there. Oh, well, I mean, and how cool I can be. Okay. They're like the heroes. All right. Um, 
the best. They're the strongest. Right, right, okay. Uh, you, smart one, do you know much more than that? What are you playing at here? I'm trying to instruct you. I don't think you even really realize why you're here, do you? Go on. All right. Luminaries are essentially, for lack of a better term, mercenaries hired out by the Radiant Citadel. No shit! But there are a few interesting details that set them apart from a common mercenary, beyond just their popularity. Right? Here's the important one. Luminaries are not traditionally paid. You know this, right? Well, I guess I kind of assumed there would be some sort of pay, but I think I'd just be happy uh, being on the Crystal Network. All right, well. <laughs> he just looks at you, like, kind of like shakes his head, sighs a little. This is going to be some work, but you are the carriage I've hitched my horses to, so, well. <clears throat> First of all, let me explain to you why luminaries are. Now, I'm not going to get in the whole business of it. We don't have time for that, and you quite frankly, don't have the mental capacity for it. So we'll just keep it quite short. <laughs> now, when Atash first made his major appearance, and the people of the world wanted to see more of these grand heroes appearing on the Crystal Network, they wanted to see their own heroes uh, coming from their worlds, becoming popular, bringing people in, tourists in. They wanted to see themselves being defended by these larger-than-life personalities. When this happened, it was very, very fortuitous for the Radiant Citadel and for the speakers, for the ancestors. Do you know why jewels? Tell me. All right. Fine. Taxation. You see, by using luminaries as their sort of condition... By sending them out to the worlds that agreed to it, the speakers were able to accomplish something they wanted to do for, well, for generations before. Taxing the populace of the many worlds. Oh, just like in the boys. You're right, Zeb. Does oh that happen God. in the boys? I don't remember that detail. No way. Fascinating. We have to finish season three. You should probably rewatch that one. I love Homelander. He's just a man after my own heart, isn't he? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yes, taxation. Taxation to to fund the shield bearers, to fund efforts to bring food and supplies to worlds that need it, to relocate people who are lost. It was vital. And the luminaries made it happen. But here's the thing. Luminaries are not necessarily chosen by the speakers. They're chosen by the populace of the worlds. That's the condition. Anyone can be a luminary so long as they're popular enough. And to do that, all you need to do is be shown on the Crystal Network doing something impressive. Something that would really get them. Now, Tythos is hot. Pardon the tragedy, of course. But it's hot right now. Any, anyone who stood out on Tythos and did something big, something cool. We did something big? Yes. We did something cool? I heard, and that is why I am here right now. Suffering, understand? <laughs> I, I think so. You see, Rune wanted to be your agent. He saw that if he was able to put you on the network, the populace of the world would want to see more. The speakers, despite any reservations they may have against you getting quests 
being chosen as luminaries, he knew that they would have no choice but to go along with it so long as there was an outcry for you. And that is why you're here. Because Rune wanted to make sure that if he sponsored you, if he was your agent, that you would be making money for him. And luminaries are not paid traditionally, as I said. They are paid via advertisements. They're paid by sponsors. Businesses on worlds that essentially sponsor you. And when you do something, when you accomplish a quest, you're paid out by them. They might have some requests of you. They may want you to wear certain logos on your capes or whatnot. They may want you to spout certain phrases. They just want to make sure their business is, is, is made big by yours. Do you know of Marfil Ironworks on Saint-Satian? They're only the largest metal supplier in all the world. Why do you think that is? Because you tell us. <laughs> he's, he's just, he has a terrible. He's just going on and on. Because the mighty pig man is, well, is sponsored by them. And every time he does something big, he gets a payout. And they get a word out. So, Marvel Ironworks has become the beast that it is today. Or, for my own world, Noari, there's uh, the, 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 the jelly wine. Now, Gentle Jacob. Sounds gross. Oh, it's quite delightful. But, and actually, when he speaks of this, you see he gets this far off expression in his eyes, and like, roll an insight check, actually, real quick here. What? Yeah, roll an insight check. Don't worry about mine, roll. Neither mine. Okay. Um, he just, all you know is he pauses for a moment and like gets this far off look, and you can't read much more than that. Uh, but he keeps going. Yes, Gentle Jacopo, uh, a local luminary from the Zinda region of Noari. Uh, he's on every bottle. And so, Jelly Wine sells. So, are you saying that Rune was behind the pangolins? What? What pangolin? No, you did that, I think. Well, no, but Rune is behind the games, fools. He's behind you, signing up for the games, becoming Raya to the market poke. So who was behind the song? What? <laughs> Shut up. You, you can't talk anymore. So... <laughs> <laughs> was that all you, Jules? Yeah. Wow. Look, you're here to gain a sponsor. That's... The long and short of it. You're here to become Raya, find one of these hooligans in one of these stalls, and have them sponsor you, so when you do something cool, you make money, and, well, in Rune's case, he would make money. He's out of the picture, but you need an agent. And any agent's going to want a sponsorship beforehand from someone as high-profile and difficult to work with as you. So if you make this happen, you win these games, you find a sponsor, we're in. That's it. I knew there would be other agents. You see... All of us, together. We're just going to do this without him. He won't take any of the money. You can have the money. I'm a man of some means. I simply need the exposure. I need to have some say in the higher politics. I have, well, I have a certain quest I must accomplish, and you two may help me accomplish it. Congratulations. Hmm. You're useful. Stick around and uh, plenty of camera to go around. How about I make a compromise with you? Compromise? The way I see it, I'm doing a lot of the work here. I'm telling you everything you need to know. I'll do it. You tell me your plans. If not, I walk. I... This is not something I could speak of 
lightly. But I will tell you this. I am aware of a number of criminals. An organization, you might say. They have done something terrible. Something that cannot be forgiven, and I am going to expose them. But I need influence to do it, because they are powerful. More powerful than me. Go on. That's it. That's what you get. If you want to walk away, fine. But I'm the one who knows how to make your goals happen, too. We can help each other, gentlemen. And it's not going to be easy. You're going to want me. Rune was pretty pissed off by your little prank, your little escapade last evening. That was my idea. That was brilliant. I have to admit. It gave me quite the, uh, well, quite the ambitious turn to my own plans. But Rune is pissed. He couldn't cancel your inclusion to the games on such short notice. But he did send a second party to defeat and humiliate you. Who is his second party? Well, I'll tell you for one, my cohorts, former cohorts, Trace the Goblin and Pepper the Harringon, a lot of them idiots. Even I guess that. Have joined as their sidekicks. But the others are... Well, they're much more troublesome. Are you aware of Dance Macabre? Of San Satyan? I'm sorry, are we just... Are we just getting one bowl of noodles, or...? Yes. I will stop this conversation and walk away and order noodles. Hold on just a moment. The <laughs> listeners are going to love this shit. Hang on. Just hang on. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, Zavin, then you, you I can... will take another bowl of noodles. What do you mean He's it will so take pissed. two full minutes? <laughs> so pissed. Two minutes? Fine. I will wait at the table. You bring them to me in two minutes exactly. A second longer. <clears throat> Start the timer. Da, 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 da. Off the rails. Start the timer. I am back now. Is <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can take mine home in a doggy bag. <laughs> uh, they're great noodles, by the way. They're incredible. I know, but I don't like them once they get cold. They, get, they start to get <laughs> soggy. They get soggy and it's just. They feel terrible I mean, in your nose. Do you do you not have fire breath? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you still can't crisp up noodles. It depends on the episode, honestly. Sometimes he has lightning breath, sometimes he has fire yeah, yeah, breath. Yeah, that was early episode. That was the thing. That was, that was the thing, wasn't it? So, uh, yes, Dad's macabre. You remember Demilich, I imagine, from Tythos. I'm not sure if you met him personally, but he was one of those that died there. Dad's macabre is his younger sister. Very, very famous luchador in her homeworld. Gosh. Oh, she will be trouble. She's quite popular there. While she's not a luminary yet, she's on the fast track to becoming one. And not only that, but the next is even more uh, problematic. Uh, do you know Ramin Rasul from Anchor and Sengar? Of course. I'm. I'm. My, I mean, my family is from Anchor and Sengar. So you know of the young sorcerer who gained angelic powers after being saved from death by Artash himself? Of course I do. Many people say he's chosen by Artash to become the next number one luminary in some time. Oh, yes, they are. Trouble. And they're here. I've seen them. Had to avoid them on the way here. I bet they can eat spicy peppers real good. What? (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry. Uh, um, hey, hold on just a moment. Yes, yes, right here. Yeah, thank you. Here's the noodles you ordered. Are they is extra spicy? <laughs> Thanks. You getting prepped, Seb? Yeah. Um, so, John Franklin, I mean, allow me to fill you in. The uh, lady at the silk stall, she said the first game was going to be really spicy. All right, then. Spicy. Well, I can hold my constitution quite well, so should be able to handle it. Although, it could be a problem depending on whether I've been... Brought in as a main or a second, based on the rules of the challenges. Do you know what you're signed up as? Mains or seconds? This sounds like mechanics. Yes, yes. <laughs> and depending on the challenge, they may only allow two of you to enter, two of us. And the two that enter would have to be the mains in that case. You'll also be equipped with two seconds, that if there's a challenge that lasts for four players. You don't know any of this, you haven't researched this at all. No, uh, the lady at the silk stall was kind of mean, so we didn't get a whole lot of information. Man, I'll talk to her. I, should, I, I imagine I could really warm through to her heart. I have a way with people. She's pretty icy. Yeah, as well. Um, so as you're kind of sitting there enjoying your noodles, as he uh, quiets down for a moment, a sudden disruption kind of rings out around you. You hear, like, basically just, like, it's some, some elevated voices coming from right around the, the backside of the tent you're next to, the Timo Noodles tent, followed by some shouting, um, still kind of muffled from inside, and then a shrill voice calls out in the night, Give it back, you little thief! And another voice uh, replies, like, No, you're the thief! Um... And you see a second later, a frantic kobold bursts out from the tent, uh, clutching a sizable bunch of green onions. And this flustered, older gnome woman chases him out. She's wearing an apron and, a, and like a chef hat, and she's just chasing him out. She has a ladle in her hand. She's like, get back here, get back here. Um, and a moment later, she basically like ran, uh, catches up to him, grabs one one half of the, of, the, of, the, of the bunch of green onions. He's got the other half, and they're both tug-of-warring right in front of your table. Uh... You guys want to do anything? Yeah, I think Jules is going to immediately get up and go and kind of grab the cobalt by the back. Just, hey, 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 what's, what the hell's going on? What? No. What's going on? What? Get up. Hey, 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 let no. go. Let this go. To do it. No. Let go. They stole it first. Let go and we'll talk about this. You both <laughs> let go. Zeb, Zeb, come on. Yeah, Zeb, you'll Help jump up here. and grab the, grab the lady. And come on. Hey, let go. Hands? Hold on. We're going we're gonna to figure this out. Both of you let go. And then they let go. The onions just fall to the ground and slop in the mud. And they're like, this was a terrible, stupid idea. You mud? realize that, yes? <laughs> <laughs> it's mud now. Want to point out how bad that idea was? <laughs> well, whoever has the onions now... Loves them more? <laughs> I, didn't ha- I didn't have a second part. I didn't have a second part. <laughs> Is that where we're going with this? Philosophy with Zebulon. <laughs> I thought I would get there by the end, but it just, yeah. Ugh, the two of them are just, like, glaring at each other. Now, calm down. Calm down. What's going on here? What's going on? This Zungoon hooligan stole my green onions. You saw. You saw. Hey, Witnesses. Hey, we saw you run out of a tent chasing him. That's all we saw. He, he was carrying my onions. Do you think he brought them into the tent and just ran out? I don't know. What about, what about you? What's your side? 
Fine. Yeah. I took them. I did. But but they took them first. They took them from our tent. We used them for our seafood cakes, and and they were gone. And we know it's them because because the Tianmo always are the ones that thieve from us first. Always. Every time. It's them. Well, that sounds like a generalization. You're saying the the supposed best noodle shop here needs to steal? Uh, apparently, yes. Maybe they should have bought their own green onions beforehand and not stolen ours. And it's like, how dare you? We bought those ourselves earlier today. I made the purchase myself. And they're just like going on and on. And actually another uh, figure steps out from the crowd. You see uh, an older um, kobold in like a, a, a sort of large uh, dress, pretty, pretty like thick built uh, kobold woman. She looks mighty tough. And she steps forward and... Uh, that's enough, Limai. You're behaving no better than our parents did, stealing from me and attacking my son. What is your problem? And the the now the kobold woman and the and the, and the, and the nobleman are just going at it back and forth, um, just like what is, you, you, you stole from us first. Yes, well, if your shop wasn't so lackluster, perhaps you would need to steal our green onions to make it even a spark better than it is now. You, how dare you? And just back and forth, back and forth. Um, you guys want to do anything? I don't know. I lost track of who was who in that moment. Hold on a sec. Me Hold too. on a sec. <laughs> there's got to be a solution here. What is the the monetary value of these green onions? Monetary value doesn't matter. What matters is that this thief keeps getting away with it. She keeps getting away with it. Well, these, this is the kobold speaking, by the way. These green onions right here. There's there's lots of stalls here in the in the night market. And I'm sure there has to be at least one who will feed the needy and the hungry. What if both stalls agree to donate these green onions to someone in need? Hmm. Roll persuasion check. They kind of go quiet for a second, like staring at you. Oh, Oh. nat 20 persuasion. Plus 121. Really? So they, they actually, like, go quiet looking at you, and they both kind of just nod, look towards each other, look back at you, and it's just the, the gnome speaks. Fine, fine, very well. I suppose this time I'll let it go. We'll donate the green onions to someone in need. I'll buy more. But this has to end. This chicanery has to end. Zangoons! And she kind of starts to turn and look away and, like, move away. And the, uh, the kobold actually turns to you guys and just says, I, I know of you. You're the, 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 the bringer of the pangolins, yes? And that was me again. And the, and the bringer of song and joy. Sure. And I'm his friend. Who have brought many good omens to our market this night. And she, and she looks over and sees Jean-Franklin. You're not with him, right? Unfortunately, I think we are at this point. I said, just, I said, unfortunately. I said, unfortunately. Don't he turns judge. up his nose at him and just like turns away. He's he's not interested in the Zungoons at all. Um, they had a lot. They were he was squabbling with, and you met him last episode. And so she kind of like sighs and carries on. Um, look, my name is Kusa Zungoon, proprietor of the market famous Zungoon family seafood. For a fish typhoon, you'll wish for Zangoon. Right? Right? Oh, yeah, I think I know that. That, 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 that sounds I, familiar. I, I like it. I, I like it. 
if you help us deal with these Tienmo scoundrels, I can make it worth your while. And the gnome spins around here. Scoundrels? Gods? Me? These lots have been plaguing us for some time now. Look, if you help me figure out what's going on here, what they're doing, if you help us expose them, we, Tianmo, will make it worth your while. You'll have a, a lifetime supply of delicious noodles. I promise it, here and now. And, and, wait. You're going in the games, right? Do you want to become Raya, right? Well, well, yes. We're, we're, uh, I, th- I think that's rumors the Rumors are over. You guys are going to become... Young Rhea, you're you're planning on uh, on competing. You said it during your, your your song, the speech afterwards. It's lay everyone on fire. Everyone's excited to see you. Look, if you if you want to become Rhea, you don't need to enter the games. We'll help you. I will make you Rhea. Just just expose this lot for what they're doing. No, 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 no. In the world, if you you expose them, it's same deal. Same deal. We'll sponsor you. Is is there Can not we, a police force here? Is there some kind of check I can roll on both of them that would help me out at all? If you want. Oh, yeah. Do some insight. Yeah. Do some insight. I'll roll insight. It won't help any because I'm at a negative three. Oh, no. Yeah, so never mind that roll. Son of a bitch. Nothing good? Nothing Nothing good. good. All you see is they're both mad. They're both flabbergasted with each other. They both truly believe they're in the right and the other one is in the wrong. Can Chester get an insight check? (laughs) Yeah, you know, Chester yeah, I, can. I don't think it works that way, does it? No, he can. Go ahead. Oh, hell yeah. If you roll for Chester, I'll have him react to the roll you do, basically. So it's Our sidekicks side. have better stats than us. We're oh. just going to play them. Right? Oh, no, he, do, he doesn't have any modifier for anything. Uh, like it'll that, be right? his wisdom, so it's plus two. Oh. He doesn't have okay. expertise or uh, efficiency, but... Didn't help. Go on. Okay. Chester just... Ah, Jules, I, I can't read these folk. They just... Please, just... Just... Uh, investigate them, come back to me with anything you know, and, 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 and I'll reward you, and I'll reward you more! And they both just kind of, like, break look, off look, look, and start look, walking away. Why don't you other. guys just stay in your own tents? Just stay there. And don't mess with each other. They're already, like, gone. They both just, they, you just see the tent flap for Tim Rules just <laughs> closes, and you see Kusa... Slams the tent flap. Yeah, slams, boom! <laughs> and you see, <laughs> you see Kusa Zangoon Vanishing into the crowd as she just just stomps back to her her own shop on the other side of the market, and the young Gimanzagoons being held by her like like hand in hand, just being dragged along, and the green onion just lying still in the mud. Well, we didn't learn anything from any of those checks, and I don't think anyone's gonna want these green onions, charity or not. I think Jules just kind of looks down and just goes, "God damn it!" And kicks him into the mud even more. <laughs> well, that was. That was weird, right? Weird? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah that was pretty uh, weird. A little, a little bit. I mean, I'm honestly not too sure where we're supposed to go with this one. Yeah, I no. mean, a, a, something going on here, but like, we we don't got time to focus on that right now. We get, we got, we got we the got games to do. Yeah, problems. We got bigger issues. I guess we're gonna keep this question line on the back burner. Yeah. Until something else pops up. That well, makes well, sense no, to me. Yeah, we we do that when we get the main quest done, and we're going around to clean up the rest so we can get 100 percent on the game. <laughs> I mean, they did say they can make us Raya. I mean, all we gotta do is expose one of them? We could, like, plant evidence? Chester, we're better than that. It, I mean, you might be. It's hard to no, trust... No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I won't do a big guy, you know me. It's hard to trust Scared either of for them. for a second there. I'm a follower of the law, and he raises his hands up, and you see, like, a bunch of, uh, uh of bolts <laughs> of, like, silk just, like, drop out of his coat. Ah, shit, shit! <laughs> just a bunch Don't of contraband. That. 
You guys kept Madame Cope real busy for me. <laughs> you son of a bitch. No. All right. Listen. All right, no, wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. I will keep quiet. It's for jeans. And not right? make you pay. It's for jeans. You know she likes to sew. And this is some nice stuff. She, she'll <sighs> love it. Come on. I was going to use them for a new cloak, but now I'm going <laughs> to... Sorry, big guy. I was going to use your stolen silk for a new cloak, but now I so guess wait, you can give it to wait. your girlfriend. Jeans is more important than me? I, I, I didn't... I, <clears throat> Jules, I didn't say that. Come on. Wait. Uh, wait. No. Hey, what are you saying? What are I, you gonna, I think there's I, an offensive rhyme for oh. this situation. What are, you, what, are you, what are you waiting about? Go ahead, Zeb. No, 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 that's as far as Tell I'm going to go. What are you talking about? Hey, come on. He's what, are, like, what, his, are you, his, what are you talking about? His freckled cheeks are beet red. Come on. All right, all right, all right. I can be right. nice without being a whole thing. All right, right? all right. Pick what? up your silk. Pick up your silk, but the... I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> I see... Why, what's squeaking you out? Sorry. All I right. see you, Chester. I see you. Stop it. <laughs> Pick up silk. Just... just Cut it out. Um, actually, suddenly you kind of realize that, like, there's been a figure snag right next to you for just a moment now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, who's this? Uh, you see this, like, pretty pretty handsome-looking uh, tan-skinned man with... Uh, he's wearing this, like, like full-on green sort of, sort of outfit. Um, it looks like just, like, a stage outfit kind of deal, and it's got, like, little dangling, like, peppers hanging off of different spots. Like, not actual peppers, but, like... You know, you know, like little pepper charms. Um, I'm picturing. He's kind of standing there, almost like, like pepper Christmas lights. I'm very confused. Like, yeah. I have a picture. I have a picture. Actually, it looks like this. I don't see um, hanging peppers. There's, there's peppers. Damn it! So he's got like he's got like a cloth belt, little dangling pepper chains off of him. Got like a little little <laughs> short short cut beard and like kind of like you know semi-long hair, kind of flowing lock, kind of pushed back. And he's almost like posing, he's standing beside you, kind of smiling over at you guys, just just kind of being there. He's like, oh, hey, don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. You know something about this food cart feud. Oh, no, 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 no. Casamaroon, nice to meet you. I'm uh, one of the spicy brothers. Oh, oh the guy from the spicy challenge. Spicy. Yes, that's right. You guys are entering the games, yes? Yeah, we're going to be in the games. Sounds we're going like to do it. the yes. spicy challenge. Yes, and actually, my brother and I, uh, Vi, my brother, he's sort of the, uh, at least the lively one of us, he's actually uh, going to be commentating the games along, along my side. I said that really weird. <laughs> I'm a weird talker. Sometimes I just say things. Wow, that's, that's okay, because, I mean, we're the spicy brothers. That's right. Anything I do is fine. I mean, I thought you were going to say anything you do was spicy, but that, <laughs> wor- not- that works too. My brother would have said that. That's why he's the, 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 the popular one. Look, I'm just here to tell you that uh, I want to apologize for, 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 the, for that little scene you just saw. That was, don't worry about that. that our markets are generally very friendly, very personable, right? We don't like to show scenes like that in the public and... and those two stalls, they're, 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 they've been fighting for some time now, and they're really just becoming a problem. Look, we want you to have a good time here. We want everyone to have a good time here. Focus on the games. We're going to have fun tonight. Right? Right? Well, yeah. Yes, of course. I mean, we want everybody to have a, a, a safe, fun time, too. Safety a- first. A- 
Yes. A, a non-threatening good time. Those two families are harmless. They're just going to bring down their own business and they keep it up. But they're not going to hurt each other. No one's getting hurt in this marketplace. Just don't worry about it. I'm going to roll an insight check on him. Roll an insight check. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. He just seems like he earnestly wants you to have a good time. He's just like, hey, you know, don't worry about them. You know, um, Jules, maybe we should just have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> He's not like, look, 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 look. They mentioned making you Raya, right? That's nothing. I tell you what, you win the games. My stall will personally sponsor you. Well, they didn't even want us to win. They just wanted us to disprove the other. Yeah, they want to distract you. Don't be distracted. You're here for a reason, right? You want to be luminaries, don't you? Don't you? And he looks right in the eye, don't you? I'm going to be a luminary. And I'm going to help you out. Look, I have reason to believe me and my brother's stall is going to uh, be expanding in the near future. So, when that time comes, I'd like to make sure we get our names out there. And you two seem like the perfect lot to, to attach it to, right? You know what, Zeb? I'm already sick and tired of hearing people telling us what we need to do and who we got to be. Let's just go have fun. Let's go play the games, and then we'll figure all that shit out after. That's what I'm we saying. We take control. Mr. Spicy Brother. Yes. There has, rude, been, sure. there has been a lot of politics. Exactly. We don't, don't worry about the politics. Put them away. I'm here to tell you to not give a shit about politics. Sorry. Well, that's what we're doing. Thank you. We'll see you at the games. I'll see you at the games. Enjoy your night, gentlemen. Oh, okay, I guess. Bye. I'll see you later. He just turns and whistles and strolls down the other way. So, what do you... I mean, did somebody actually steal these, those green onions? I don't... What is going on? Yeah, that guy said not to care, so, like, I'm not going to care. I don't know. I know, but just... All right, if, if we're really going to play these games, we need to just not worry about this right now. Let's, yeah. let's go. Let's get ready. Let's, um, play, let's play the games. Let's see what it's all about. My only then, problem is green onions are my favorite. Well, they're gone now. Because they're green onions, now. red onions, yellow onions, and oh. white onions. No, red onion first. Over green? Are we doing this? Okay, it, it depends on is the this dish. Happening? All right. It depends. Yeah. Okay, I, 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 I guess it depends on the dish. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put red onion and green onion at the first place tie. At, at least you can at least do that. My only qualm is that green onion is a more broad. Um, yeah, it is pretty versatile. John Franklin hits you. <laughs> <laughs> he just steps up. He just gets over the table, walks over, and just. Not really, but he just, he puts a hand on your head and he's like... I was trying to come up with a word for, it's not topping, it's a different word. Are we Accoutrement? Is that the right word? That's not what I was thinking of, I but it fits. I like Does that. It? I, I, I do like that word. It's a nice word. Are we done? Because we have things to do. And you're talking about onions. I guess. I guess we can... I think we can leave the onions behind. Drop now. the onions. He just steps on the onions. Good. <sighs> Can't stand them. Now, anyway. I was going to bring those to the needy. All right. Right now, it is currently uh, 7.30. After all that shit went down, you guys went to the stall. You ate. You have about an hour and a half until the games begin. 
You want to get there a little early just to make sure you're you're you know ready for it. You're prepped. You're informed of what you need to be doing during these games. What well, uh, what do you want to do until then? Now, Jules, you had some some things you wanted to get done. You had some, uh, a cloak you wanted to find for yourself, and you maybe want to find some gifts for your cherry delights. I got to get some trinkets, some something. I don't know. I was thinking from here on, just to move things quickly, we're going to jump into a bit of a montage of just like visiting stalls, grabbing gifts, uh, you know, montage that you're a part of because I want you to, you know, you're spending gold on these items. So what do you want to do first? Where do you want to go? Where's the first like freeze frame of this montage? Me buying a cloak. Me buying a cloak. Okay. I want a goddamn cloak. <laughs> you were informed by uh, Madam Culp. Yeah, that... rather, rather coldly and rudely. Yes. That uh, Dunadown's, your crazy Dunadown's cloaks, capes, and curtains. Cheap and chipper. Cheap and chipper. Yes, that was it. Um, you know what's on the other side of the market from where she was. You yep. work around. You find it. You enter this place. And I think we just see a freeze frame of, of you just see this like discount, these big yellow discount signs everywhere. There's discount signs on discount signs. And like this dragon ball yes. with these wild cross eyes is just like, just like cheering like, welcome to crazy Dunadown's. What do you want? Like and then we just see like that voice clip as you're as he's just like dancing in front of some uh, some some rack of various cloaks. God, I wish you listeners could have seen David's <laughs> dance right there. It, it, it was something to behold. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, this crazy looking red dragonborn uh, just was offering you some cloaks. Um, so if you want to buy a cloak from him, uh, quality wise, you know, there's, there's like a somewhat. Kind of, it's used definitely with some patches in it. One gold. Um, there's one that's like pretty, pretty in good shape. Two gold, but it's pretty standard material. You can get a little bit of a finer material, a darker sort of almost like uh, suede, suede material. I don't know. Cloak. Uh, three gold. Okay. That one. Yeah, let's go with that one. All right, get some nice dark yeah. cloak. With some blue accents in it. It's yes. kind of like what we looked at before, but yep. it's but it's cheap. Um. All right, have a good day. And he just waves you off, and we're on to the next fucking place. Thank you. You got cherry delights. What do you want to get for them? Do you want? Uh, I don't know. Do you want hints what, of what, what they I like? Get? Yes, please. Okay. I mean, well, one of them's got to like something like marbles, right? Now <laughs> you know. Let me go down the list here. Mulligan, obviously. You know he loves food. I'm I'm getting them food Any on the food? way back whenever that is, because yes. I don't. I have no way to to store perishables. Allow pop tart. Oh, that's pretty good. I'm gonna use that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Jean's gifts are already taken care of. Chester got her a bunch of bolts of, of like a nice, fine, vibrant silk uh, she can use for, for sewing, which you know, kind of a pastime of hers. Uh, you know that Miskin loves himself weapons. Big weapon fan, especially blunt instruments. Okay. They're gonna go next. Check out a weapon store. Or he also wouldn't mind a cloak like in, yours. In, a, dark, a dark hooded cloak. Big fan of that, too. In the interest of time, can I just say I got each one of them exactly what they would have wanted? You know what? We'll go on the list real quick. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you see Jules standing in front of this weapon shop called Suan's Traditional Weaponry. Uh, well, underline yeah. says, use the arts of Krabi Krabong. Uh, you see, like, in front of you, the, 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 our characters, you see racks of blade weapons. You see curved sabers called Krabi, sin, uh, single-edged swords called Deab, uh, bladed staffs called Ngao. We see a few blunt instruments that aren't uh, aren't too expensive. Those Bladed ones are way out of your range, but there are uh, there's a full rack of these like not too expensive blunt instruments. You see, there's uh, these like my sock suns they're labeled. Uh, they're these like clubs with like the wooden handles sticking up from them, usually kind of like hidden on the forearm. You could slide them out and beat with them, and you think, oh yeah, that is 
That is the kind of shit Missing will be all about. Problem is, four gold for a pair. You could also buy potentially a, a Keen, which is a, butler, uh, a buckler shield made from buffalo hide. Only two gold. You wouldn't hate that either. Your choice. I'm going to get the cheaper one. Okay. So you grab up a, a I mean, buffalo I still, hide I, buckler I, I gotta shield. I got to be careful. Still. Yeah. I can't just go making it rain over here. <laughs> it is tough. Um, you move on. You're thinking about Paul. Paul, Paul, Paul. So hard to read. Never really shows much emotion. But then you remember... Paul loves music, musicians. You always see him smile and stare off into the sky when uh, when he's near a, a busker playing on the street corners of Tythos. Is there a loot I can get him? Oh, there might just be. Um, so you head over to uh, the Maycock Family Musical Mar- Maycock Family Musical Marvels. You see various kinds of instruments like exotic drums, cymbals, and gongs all lining the walls of this tent. You see string instruments like you've never seen before. Uh, there's various kinds of lutes made from bright colored hardwood, and there's actually a few flat, like, like wide string covered uh, boards labeled Hakeem. Um, the lutes are pretty expensive. I'm going to say it's going to be like five gold for one of the one of the cheaper lutes. You do see, though, there are some less expensive, um, wind instruments hanging on one wall of the tent just a number of like these bamboo uh bamboo flutes labeled <laughs> which are priced at only two gold a piece i mean is there like a like a fisher price loot <laughs> <laughs> you know like what are, what are those you know kind of like those like those kids guitars that this you gold. know it's, it's like oh here's your first guitar <laughs> But it's not really a guitar. You can't tune it for shit. And it's just kind of like... No, it's like a simple, a simple like, like, it just says kids cluey. And there's like a little bin of these like little clueys that have like less holes on them. And you're, you're very obviously like, they're not going to, they're going to play very simple, simple tunes. Um, also made of bamboo, a little bit smaller. They're only one gold. No, I get the two gold one. All right, that. get a real deal. Okay. <laughs> so you grab the, grab the cluey for him. Uh, bop, 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 bop. We're moving along. What are you doing? Wait, to? wait, wait. Hold on, hold to? on, hold on. Hold on. Yo. I don't know if I want to continue this because David's taking all my money away right now. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> you got a lot of cherry delights left. You have a couple more. All right, all right. <laughs> this is not good. This is what happens when you have a bunch. <laughs> you, you. I didn't. No, Chester was the one, so. You, right. David, are the one who, who roped me into fucking spending all my money. Like, we got to get something for the guys. Let me ask you who wants to sacrifice I'm going to get something for jeans. You get everybody else. <laughs> you have to sacrifice imaginary gold. I have to play seven different characters. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to make you talk to yourself so much. You do. <laughs> you... <laughs> this is the price you pay for bringing in so many characters into this story. The price is do, do, too do gold get, for a fucking flute. Right, do we get money if we win the games? Uh, no. Fuck. Do we get payouts? If, I mean, there's money in the end game of winning the games. You win the games, you become Rhea, you become Luminaries, you get money. The rest of the Cherry Delights can all cry. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we're not getting any more gifts? Not right now. Well... <laughs> Shit. Next adventure. <laughs> I will say, and this is just, just so I can tease you here and punish you, make you sad. Uh, as you're kind of having these thoughts, as you're kind of getting concerned about the money you're spending, you pass by uh, this this big, like it looks like a book, like, an, it, like a neon book standing over a big tent, and it just says, Jollyon's Tales and Texts. 
Um, you see this orc with glasses is like reading a book behind a, behind a counter inside. And you see books all over the place. And Chester looks at you like, Jules, Fireball's going to kill us if we don't bring back a book. You know how much he wants to read about other worlds? Magical lore and whatnot? All right, how many Can more? we look? How many, how many more we got? Who do we still got? I mean, we got Miskin. We got Jeans. We I got, got Miskin, yeah. We got round stuff with a little guy on your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, I mean, we got Mulligan. You got, you got leftovers, right? I packaged him up. We can just give him those. <laughs> he doesn't need to know it wasn't for him. Well, it, I didn't eat my noodles. He's, he's the least of my worries because we can just get it on the way out. It's he, cool. he wants noodles. Give him noodles. We got leftover noodles. All right, Whatever. cool. All right, all, right. all right. So it's just Fibro. Cool. Let's go get him a book. Well, we're not going to leave just Fibro out. All right, you walk in. Six gold Shit. for this book. <laughs> if it's a fucking magic spell book, it's probably going to be six gold. Uh, there's no magical spell books in this short store, but you do see, um, as you're, I think we just cut to like, you're looking through shelves and you see Chester's pulling out a book and like looks at you like pointing with wide eyes. You see a book that's called The Spirits of Sosunko, a collection of magical lore. Um, yes. Yep. All right. Four gold. <laughs> Jules, we got that. Jules, he's gonna love it. I'm trying to decide if he's fucking with you or not. Come on, big guy. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm going broke. That's what's happening. Oh my god, he did it. All right, you bought it. You walk out. We will see the next. The next freeze frame is you guys walking out with this book. You you tucked away into your into your cloak or whatever, and just a real sad expression on Jules' face. <laughs> I'm not showing you, David, but Stephen, I started off with 25 gold, and this is what I have left. Yikes. <laughs> hey, you did it. At least two of your gifts were free. No, congratulations. You just took all my money. <laughs> uh, Jean Franklin's just walking along like, wow, impressive. You managed to buy the cheapest thing in every store. <laughs> I know who you're bringing it back for, but you must really care about them. You must really want a knuckle sandwich, huh? <laughs> He just smirks and carries on, and four of you move. I mean, I imagine it's kind of like you guys are sort of moving together. The Jean Franklin taking up the rear. I don't think. I imagine like he doesn't talk to you. You don't talk to him. Chester sure fucking doesn't talk to him, and uh, it's probably just a sort of awkward, awkward kind of relationship. But hey, you know, got to start somewhere, right? That's right. Apparently, we just got to get through the games, and we'll and we'll take it from there, Jules. And I think we hear this sort of like. That voice sort of over, overlaying the screen as we cut to a different scene. We cut to a, a clock resting at the top of one of these golden tents in the middle. And the clock hits 8.45. And we sort of pan out from there and we see crowds of people just like starting to move in from the market around, crowding around these three golden tents. And we see... I guess, like, maybe, like, right in the middle of this all, the four of you moving out of this crowd, moving up where, where Madame Culp is, is standing, um, sort of, sort of gesturing you in. She's looking around at the crowd. She's excited. You see that, you see, uh, 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 Casimaroon, the man you met earlier, standing next to another man, looks very similar, but he's in a full red garb covered in, covered in green peppers. And they're both like hands on hips, looking out, beaming around at everyone. Uh, Kasim sees you guys and winks in your direction. Um, and as, as you see all this, as the crowd is going wild, games, 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 across from you, the crowd begins to part. And four figures step out 
and we'll call it there.